0: Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can
1: stay here. Welcome to the Vongcast, the most heretical podcast about the new Jedi Order. I'm your host, Rocky, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Megan and Bria. This month, we are doing our finale episode. Anything and everything about the new Jedi Order, our adventures along the way, behind the scenes, whatever. So grab your villip. Tune in. Enjoy the show. And hi, oh yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Greetings for our final, our most spectacular, possibly not most spectacular, but final <laughs> episode. It would. Was- yeah.
1: For it to be the most spectacular, it'll have to be better than the five cilia and the nether
2: mandibles. (laughs) I don't think we're beating those. Oh, boy. Also, I would like to say that I think Megan might have jinxed us because she said in the Toxic station Slack, you know, it's the last episode. We did it. And then, you know, we'll have done it. Everything goes well in the next couple hours. And then we've just spent the last, what, 25 minutes dealing with my very, very stupid... Uh, computer issues
1: this is not a suggestion to my computer either
0: you're all fine now how are you uh boring conversation anyway actually no not really
2: (laughs) never ever a boring conversation and you are both delights
1: look you have to shoot the microphone before you can actually say boring conversation anyway
0: okay my blaster is in another room okay i can't get it without standing up Yeah, I thought also- you said, <laughs> I thought you said, shoo the microphone, and pictured it as sort of a crab creature, that would just sit on the desk and have be- have one of those tympanic shields on it. <laughs> and it now I'm imagining fitting.
1: picking up a uh, some sort of crab creature like that and just tossing it at the computer.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how we record.
1: yes yes my ideas are just going to get better as the night goes on oh boy
0: we we (sighs) have no book blurb this this month which is strange we're officially done with 19 books so but we do have a structure we have some like reflective questions from ourselves and many listener questions to do it was more than 19 books though it was did we do two extra books
2: or three extra books, and then three comics? I forgot how to Did count.
1: Nineteen
2: whole books, Mercy two Kill, extras, and Rogue Planet, and, and, and then, then the, the comics. comics. Right, so wow. twenty-one whole books and three whole comic arcs. Wow,
0: I'm pretty proud of us. I mean, not that anyone thought we would finish it. We're all quite dedicated, and we have a quite robust, like the Tashi Station network, is quite. You know, well-established Not So not that anyone thought we weren't going to finish it But I'm still proud of us having finished it It's been quite a while since that first uh, uh, New York Comic Con conversation Yeah
2: And that conversation wow. was what Probably at least a year Maybe two years before
0: we finally got things off the ground I think it was at least I think it was about two years from now Right? Maybe yes. we should have mm-hmm. like figured out the date of that Before we started recording <laughs> I well, certainly is- didn't
2: Aww. So we've done this project in approximately two years. Um, because our first episode aired in February
0: 2018. Wow, cool. And so we're right even and we're at February 2020. Yeah. Yes,
1: this was deliberate.
0: It was. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
2: I... <laughs> no, it was, because this is this is why we did the comics all in one go. Yes, of course. <laughs> there was a plan i have plans guys i can't
0: tell whether whether rocky and i are doing a bit or not but i trust that bria had a plan <laughs> no you, no Megan. i
1: am 100 positive that this was deliberate
2: yes well once we realized how close it was it was deliberate um yes. i think that the first conversation was actually that first new york comic-con that all three of us were there which i think was 2015
0: I mean, that sounds right to me, um, because that was one of, I think, two where I saw you, Rocky. There was the one... I don't know if this is interesting content. Stop me if it's not. But there was the Comic-Con where we went to Vader Tots together. And then there was the Comic-Con where you drove me in your fancy quasi-autonomous car one time, Rocky. I don't think those were the same years.
1: Yeah, and then I got mobbed by semi-sentient, malicious New York taxis. That's the only explanation I have
0: for them. <laughs> you were on, what, was that the BQE? Like, you were doing some serious New York City highway driving, which I'm very impressed by.
1: I feel like I need to grab the mean, the, I need to grab the gift from Legally Blonde right now. What, like, it's hard? <laughs> <laughs> I still can't drive in Boston,
0: but... (laughs) Oh, that's because Boston is a black hole. Yes. Yeah. But no, I I think it was 2015, though. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because I feel like the next year we were all... We talked about it at 2016. Everything was crazy. And then 2017, we were like, okay, we're going to do it now. And then we kicked it off in 2018.
1: And here we now are.
2: Wow. Four years later. I'm very proud of us. Um, So the the moral of the story is, guys, go to bars with your friends at conventions and potentially somewhat tipsily talk about how much you love Star Wars books. And you might get a podcast out of it.
0: (laughs) That's how so many of my important friendships, and career circumstances have come about, so can 100% endorse. You don't even have to drink alcohol if you don't want to. You just go be there with your friends and drink a soda or something.
1: Go hang out, eat the delicious food, drink whatever it is you like, and allow the good ideas to flow. Some of them will actually be awesome and follow up on the good ideas. Tater tots!
2: I love tater tots, guys. Yes. <sighs> All right. Do now any of you guys I, have uh, any specific memories that you wanted to share? Not of like, obviously, Vader Tots, but from when we were first starting the project, anything you guys thought about you can remember from when we were first starting to record everything? It's a vague question, I know.
1: So I was. Uh... <sighs> Go ahead, Minken.
0: <laughs> well because I had read them in maybe 2013 or 2012 I had done a reread for my blog when I was blogging for myself and I was really wondering how much they would have changed and really kind of trying to be soul searchy about it and in um like in the among those first couple episodes episodes, that kind of changed a little bit. I was still being soul-searchy about them, but I was also like, the thing about this is that it's fun. Like, I don't have to be deep about it. I'm gonna try, because that's who I am, but a lot of the things that I enjoyed about it when I was a teenager are the things I still enjoy about it. We had some really good discussions of, like, structural stuff that bothers us now more than it did before, but I liked in the beginning... Um, that feeling of kind of just feeling out what the show was going to be and how much we were going to analyze things versus how much we were going to be silly
2: yeah you were definitely the person who was doing the most serious analysis Yeah, <laughs> keeping me and Rocky in check <laughs> somebody has
0: <laughs> and, to <laughs> and to a degree I'm happy to be that person and to be that balance um, but also uh, I think I'm I'm a little bit that person on Blaster Cannon 2 which is my other Star Wars podcast which is kind of funny but I also like kind of learned to chill out a little bit if we were going to make this into a reality TV show the the my character arc would be learns to loosen up and love the memes <laughs> 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 and and think- I'm sending Brian Gordon Ramsay videos <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which is declared is the best edit anyone has ever asked him to do. Um, I was to say, I feel like around the time we did the Five Silias episode was when we we were on our path, and that was where we were gonna go, yes. and
1: no one was stopping us. Yes, I was. I was not expecting the thinky moments that I ended up with because, like, the last time I did this reread was like. 2011-ish to like 2013-14-ish and I was not expecting in this reread to have so many deep feelings-filled thoughtful moments but I am also so so grateful for all of the funny moments because I feel like without that it would have been a topper series to read like especially looking back on my angsty teenage self in my first reading of the new jedi order i am so glad i have chilled out a little bit okay more than a little bit <laughs> so say we
2: all yeah i mean about ourselves <laughs> not not specifically you rocky <laughs> i um, think the best thing we could have possibly done to like make this more chill and not as emotionally draining as it could have been was to split star by star in two yes yes
1: i think it's huge both emotionally and physically
0: i think if we had done the opposite namely doing star by star in one episode and the three trades of the comics in three episodes it would have been a mistake (laughs) yes very much
2: Yes, i don't know what we would have
0: I mean, not that we had a bad
2: discussion last month, but I'm not entirely sure what we would have done for three <laughs> three comic episodes. Maybe we would had to no. get it. No. I don't know. No. Um, were any of the books specifically better or worse than you remembered them being? Because like we said, uh, all of us had done rereads within the last five to ten years before we started the project. I think mine was in 2013 early 2013 as well
0: there were definitely more flaws that i noticed this time around i was more easily bored this time around by the time we got to that really slow trilogy that's where like if i had been reading this on my own i think i would have stopped and not even like gone forward to to the others so yeah some were worse than i remember
2: I think I'm in that same boat because I remember, I feel like I remembered liking the second Forest Heretic book better than I did this time. Like, even the Fells couldn't save it for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised that I liked Agents of Chaos substantially more than I remembered liking it, but it also didn't help that I read it out of order the first time. And I feel like overall, I like balance point a lot less than I remembered. And the unifying force. I really there for all that there were some great moments, I also feel like I saw a lot of the missed opportunities or things that I really wish had happened.
0: (sighs) I agree with with that one in particular, I think we had a really good discussion about that one about the structural that's where you start to see where I think we started to see like big structural problems where the story was just not... I I don't think it fulfilled the characterization that had been happening through these whole books. And then in Unifying Force and Final Prophecy, you kind of saw moments where they just went like, we're just not going to follow through on that. And what frustrated me was, as
2: someone who's read all of the books that follow, where, as a whole, I like how the unifying force and the new Jedi order end like as I like it, but also I saw where different things got set up, which then different authors would take and run with. And those would be things I very much did not like at all. And it was more frustrating this time around.
1: I saw so many of those lost opportunities there because knowing how Legacy of the Force and what little I remember of the plot of Fate of the Jedi, just remembering how all of that unfolds, there are so, so many other ways that it could have been just from the end of the Unifying Force, and I do have a slight soapbox about that, I still think. <laughs>
2: Actually, oh, well. I, just, I just realized it's also interesting um, that we were able to Take our experiences with the sequel trilogy and sort of apply that here, and I just realized we kind of also—this is by, this is actually by accident—we did line up our final episode pretty close to with the Skywalker saga ending too.
0: Oh, huh, oh. I guess we did.
2: We really did. Whoa! I'm I mean, impressed. I can pretend that was
0: on purpose, but it wasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess the only other thing I have to say about my changing opinions is that I really still love Traitor. Traitor was not quite as tight as I remember it being. I had remembered it being almost entirely from Jason's point of view, and there's a lot in there that isn't. But that, um, I still think that if I was going to tell someone. This is a very me thing to say, because I'm always just like, start wherever you want to. But if I was going to hand someone one Star Wars novel and be like, this is a good one, I might hand them Traitor and be like, just if you want to understand everything, like, go find a way to understand it. But, like, check out the, the, the writing, the pure prose in this one.
2: See, that's interesting to me, because I feel like, even though you can objectively see the writing is excellent, I I feel like someone who read that in a vacuum would be very, very, very confused and probably spend too much time on the book to really appreciate
0: everything going on. That is one of my flaws when it comes to Star Wars, which is that because I dropped in at with, like, watching Attack of the Clones and reading a New Jedi Order tie-in story within the course of several days of each other, and that's how I became a Star Wars fan, I'm sometimes too quick to say, jump in whenever, just because I jumped in in the most confusing possible place. But that's not necessarily the right place for everyone.
2: Wait, yes. wait, hold on, go back. Watching Attack of the Clones is your Star Wars origin story?
0: Yes. I have never heard that before. So, the short version of my origin story is that um, I saw a clip of Return of the Jedi when I was very, very young, was terrified of the droids in Jabba's Palace, the torture droids, and then did not touch Star Wars again. Until I was like 14 or 13 and Attack of the Clones was coming out. And I really wanted to see it. And then after I saw that, I realized that, oh, that thing that I remember from being a kid that made me afraid of robots was not a dream. It was Return of the Jedi. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then almost as soon as I walked out of, I've, I've told this story before, but... Shortly after I walked out of the theater to see Attack of the Clones, I picked up a Star Wars Insider magazine, which had a feature on the monsters from the Attack of the Clones, and had a story called Emissary of the Void set in the New Jedi Order series, and then I was hooked forever. Huh. That is and awesome. And then they... they the official people put me in charge of telling other people. I'm not in charge of anything. Then (laughs) StarWars.com was like, hey, where should we start with Star Wars books? And they asked me for some reason. (laughs) (sighs) That's pretty cool. That was uh, such a a tangent, though. How did that... Oh, yeah, yeah. yes. don't remember. (laughs) I think this whole (laughs) episode is
1: about New Jedi Order related tangents.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All of that to say, like, you, you if you're listening to this podcast, I don't have to tell you not to start with Trader. is the other thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I should hope so. It'd be really funny if this was, like, someone's first episode
0: of the podcast. Hi, guys.
2: Bye, case. guys! In Bye, guys!
0: I know in nothing about this series, but uh, I know her entire Star Wars story.
1: <laughs> look, I mean, I would totally support starting with Trader, but I'm highly biased in this, so... <laughs>
2: Uh, it yes, was traitor. just
1: as glorious as I remembered, and even more emotional, and it is still on my list of all-time favorite books.
0: I do have a question, though. T- to what degree does saying Traitor is one of my favorite Star Wars books say that you are also saying, I was a kid who grew up in the 90s and was sad a lot?
1: Um, my angsty goth teenage self resembles that remark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I just, I don't, I don't want to be too honest here, but I want to be honest here.
1: (laughs) I mean, technically I'm now some sort of responsible adult and I'm still wearing a lot of black nail polish and two thirds of my wardrobe is black because it all goes together. It makes me look professional. What?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know. (laughs) <laughs> yep, today's goth kids have alphabet squadron and we're all we're all a big happy family
2: Aww. meanwhile i'm sitting over here going i love the x-wing books the most and also dark
0: journey because
2: yeah like, uh,
0: speaking yeah. of favorite I, episodes like we've I recorded think, think dark I'm journey gonna...
1: <laughs> yes yes yes
2: that
0: was Is this good
1: the time where i get to bring out my giant protest sign that said jaina solo deserves better
2: I mean, I think you basically had that epi- that sign out every single episode. But continue.
1: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like the Dark Journey episode definitely did have did have a lot of that for all of us.
2: <laughs> yes. Also, I'm just very proud of the Dark Journey episode specifically because of my. Hey Brian, can you please change our intro music that episode so it's "Bring Me to Life" by Evanescence. <laughs> <laughs> I feel may, like it's perfect. <laughs> that may be my best contribution ever to this ep- to this podcast. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's
1: perfect. And, you know, for series, like for a podcast that has really, that really ties a lot into all of our interesting teenage years and falling in love with the new Jedi Order during that time, I think it's perfect.
2: <laughs> the other episodes I think I enjoy doing... <laughs> uh i think i really liked the one the one where tahiri gets shaped because we all had a lot of feelings about those oh yes those were good the star by star ones were rough to record but i loved doing them and then even though i didn't like the books i very much appreciated the episodes where we just didn't like the book but completely lost it and decided to have a damn good time anyways uh, specifically the five cilias and the <laughs> nether mandibles episode <laughs> which I still can't believe
0: it's Megan who brought up the nether mandibles <laughs> hey I regret just a little because I don't like being inadvertently responsible for things I like it to be on purpose and that one was on purpose just not in the way that it turned into <laughs>
2: So, Nether (laughs) Mandibles, long way they live.
1: (laughs) Ten minutes later, we're all still dying laughing. No, (laughs) Nether (laughs) Mandibles is one of my favorites just because it was so entertaining and it still makes me, (laughs) because I should probably give up trying to keep a straight face about it because that's just not going to happen. Let's be real
0: no no it's not and fans make star wars sillier sometimes and that's okay and (laughs) Um, if if
1: we didn't have a sense of humor about it i don't know how we deal with fandom
0: (laughs) i'm quite glad we did the rogue planet episode because i wouldn't have reread that otherwise i think like maybe ever and i it was nice to go back into the prequels a little bit and talk about Anakin and Obi-Wan and they feel like my friends in a way that that, like even the solo kids don't really and so that was nice
1: and having never read Rogue Planet before that episode I'm really glad I did
2: it was really interesting getting to read that one uh, now that we've had content with Tiny baby Anakin and Canon, and you could, and tiny baby Obi Wan and Canon, and getting to compare them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was good timing with Master and Apprentice too. Yeah, totally planned that one. Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
1: Yes, this is the way we planned it. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't really translate a, the the little Jedi mind trick hand wave very well verbally.
2: <laughs> hey Rocky, <laughs> do the magic hand thing. <laughs> there we go. That works. <laughs> actually hold on wait wait I'm gonna back up do you guys have I feel like most podcasts inevitably end up coming up with inside jokes <laughs> aka ours would be you know everything we just named uh, do you guys have a favorite one
1: <laughs> the five cilia and all of the other funny mental images about Verger and her appetite that have come along with it <sighs>
0: yeah I really enjoyed the the moments when it felt like Yusun Vong technology just kind of slipped into our lives like Rocky I think you do this a lot and just like yeah like my chair is walking away like I find that very charming and yes. I mean <laughs> I will be known as the nether mandibles person now even though I didn't write those words I didn't make them up I didn't put them in that order <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who brought our attention to it though. <laughs> You're like, I we're just, gonna start the episode talking about nether vandibles. I, I mean that's I, not I what you said, it, but, I but... Them in a <laughs> very measured way. I presented them without editorializing them.
1: <laughs> and then we took it and ran with it in precisely the right
2: direction. I don't know. I don't know what you expected. I mean that was episode like five hundred.
1: You you should have known
2: <laughs> what happened.
0: <laughs> If we're going, uh, we're going to go, like, way deep into Star Wars podcast Inside Baseball, and I apologize for that. I know there's kind of nothing worse than listening to a bunch of people talk about inside jokes you don't know. But, again, if you're watching this episode, presumably, or, or listening to it, presumably you know most of them. But I have somehow become the person responsible, both for Nether Mandibles and Rogue Podrin's Bone Market. Me! Hey, Me! Hey. <laughs>
1: I feel like there should be some sort of podcast award for that <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the glistening Nanyim? I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I try to think of what you could take if you like combine Padren with us and they have a glistening Bodhi so
0: Look, if a it's lot going of to be a things in the news that I order are glistening which is unfortunate a glistening
2: Ganner oh no <laughs> Megan, I'm give, we're awarding you the one and only Glistening Ganner. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's no an honor. <laughs> um, I think my other favorite random thing that happened was Rocky's perpetual. Ask me about that later. And yes! then she never wrote them down, so we couldn't ask her about them later. Look, well, if there anybody's
1: was that... ever seen my attention span, please bring it back to me.
0: <laughs> there was that one moment in, I think, um, the final prophecy where she was like, ask me again. Wait, no, I can do it now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, listeners, if someone if someone wants to like tweet at me, especially using the Vongcast hashtag about any of my particularly good ask me about it later and or times we've had to threaten me with the spoiler bat, go for it. Tweet at me for it. I will happily explain rant ramble. Also the spoiler bat. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, Related to that, what is your favorite edit that we made our uh, podcast overlord Brian do? Because we had a bunch and they got crazier the further in we we went along.
1: (laughs) They got weirder, which I think is kind of fitting. They started like mutating and growing on their own totally. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I have a, a niche answer, not Lee, the popular Bring Me to Life uh, selection, but the choice of the Mass Effect, uh, Mass Effect 2 Final Mission score for Star by Star just gave me this, like, delicious melange of sad emotions, and I appreciate that. I <laughs> forgot that we had asked about that.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then... Um, So I don't, it didn't make it into the episode, but we, that was one of the, or those two episodes were ones we changed it, Dark Journey with Bring Me to Life, and then for our halfway through spoiler-filled episode, originally that had Carry On My Wayward Son as the starter, which, if you don't get the joke or the reference, uh, Supernatural has a habit of, um, At the last episode they do of every season, they do a recap, and it's always set to carry on My Wayward Son. So, and they always have it called, called, like, The Road So Far. But I guess legal rights, even though we had the specified amount that we were allowed to use, we got hit with it. So we had to change it.
1: No fun allowed. I must say, the velociraptor noises, I don't remember which of the Force heretics that was in. But I do remember us requesting velociraptor noises in there.
2: I think it was the first one, because none of us could say any of the Sissy Rook stuff, especially me. I think I sort of just choked on some consonants.
1: <laughs> I don't think any of us figured out how to pronounce anything Sissy Rook related, just because, can I buy a vowel here?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can even agree on how to pronounce Sissy so <laughs> we all just said it differently. <laughs> Precisely. In true Star Wars fashion, we need to go back to Cyrook.
2: No! Why does everyone want to go back to (laughs) Cyrook? I think my other favorite, though, might have to be last episodes. What does that make you? An idiot sandwich, chef? Yes!
1: (laughs) Because it was so stupid! (laughs) Yes, but I feel like the sillier and sillier edits kind of do explain a lot about the evolution of this podcast.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was the <laughs> we, moment where I was like, "No pride, no stodginess. I'm just gonna do this."
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, I good. do love how "nominor" has become a verb as well.
0: Yes, <laughs> he yes, nominored out. The yep. cartoonification of "nominor" has been fun.
1: Yes look i don't know how else we would ever be able to deal with someone who is that annoying <laughs> or like in universe someone who's that annoying as we're reading this we're just like you know what he's nominoring out again i give up
2: <laughs> yeah that was good um and this is not in the notes which are you know super extensive but i do also before we go into the listener questions want to mention um Shout out to two viewers. First one is our listeners. Megan's got me doing it now, too. Viewers Um, like you. Yeah, support the show. Um, First is Odie, who we have mentioned many times on this show because he has been keeping the fanfic fan art request spreadsheet, which got to be pretty darn extensive over the the two years we did this. Um, And then the second person I want to shout out is uh, Ben W. on archive of our own who actually wrote us a fic where Verger and Crea chatted about their students and it was awesome <laughs> um, yeah. it's called The Teacher and the Heretic I just looked it up again to make sure I saw it um, so yeah that was kind of cool to have actually have someone listen and then write the fanfic we go please 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 write this <laughs> so yeah <laughs>
1: that's Yes. Yeah,
0: that that was very cool. And my heart just grows three sizes anytime I see anyone writing like NJ NJO content in twenty twenty because I just I it means a lot to me that these things last so long and that there are people that are having these same conversations that I like to have and that I have had for half my life and Whether it's because of us or whether it's completely unrelated to us, that just makes my heart very warm.
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. And it was really awesome to see from our various devoted listeners, seeing them engage with us on Twitter. And it felt like almost we were reawakening some of the NJO love here and there within the Star Wars community, because I think there are a lot of us who have, whether nostalgic or memorable feelings about the NJO, thank you for joining us on on this interesting adventure, and thank you so much for rediscovering your love of the NJO because uh, that's how we ended up here.
2: Are we doing oh, that?
0: Sa- um, are we doing the sappy part now? Are we just going to get it out of the way? No. <laughs> I, I I feel are like we, we are doing the. I would like to thank the academy part. My my only other shout out in that is that um the Yushan Vong gods rp account on twitter that occasionally replies to me emerged again like three weeks ago after a long hiatus and i appreciate them
1: wait what okay i'm gonna have to find this account because uh
0: (laughs) i can't really vouch for this very much other than like i i don't really know that much about them except for when they reply to me but occasionally they do so like Hopefully they're not super weird, but it's at Yushan Vong gods, and they just kind of shout at me every once in a while, and I enjoy that. That's beautiful.
2: (laughs) Yes. On a related note, I very much appreciated that because of this podcast, I say Yuzhan Vong instead of Vong. (laughs) And I somehow feel like it's your fault, like both of your faults. Um, I think
1: the Yuzhan Bong would be proud. Now, what was that about pronunciation?
2: (laughs) uh, You just kind of make um, a guess. We we were fairly close with most of our pronunciations, except for the Becker Crap.
1: I don't think there's any answer for any of it.
2: No. Okay, do we want to save the rest of the sappy part before and go to listener questions?
0: I think I think that's that's up to you. I feel like kind of Rocky and I have done ours, so if you want to do yours now, I there, tweeted mine. No okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had the tweet sitting there in my drafts, and I hit send as we were started this thing. Aww. So this is a very. I mean, I say this because it complimented us. So <laughs> maybe my opinion. I'm biased here, but it was a very sweet tweet. It, there was yes. four of them
2: thank you um basically what i said in the thread was you know a lot of what we said before and it's it's awesome how many people have listened to the podcast how many like whether they were with us at the start or it's i know someone just found us a couple weeks ago because i mentioned it casually on twitter and they were and she was like oh my gosh um it's been cool like we were niche we were never going to have a huge audience. We weren't necessarily looking to do that. That was just, you know, to have fun. So I'm glad we resonated with some people. And uh, I'm especially glad that I was able to do this with Rocky and Megan, who are both delights. And it has been a highlight of my month for the last two years. And I'm going to miss it. But not enough to do the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's I will miss talking to you guys and um yes. we will talk on Twitter, we will talk on, on Slack, like we're not gonna not talk, but I'll definitely miss my, you know, weekly scheduled socializing about the new Jedi Order. Or monthly scheduled rather. <laughs> we I've just accelerated us in my mind. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's oh, I'm gonna miss this too. <laughs> I'm really I'm really gonna miss this because getting to view a series I've loved so dearly through m- older, more mature eyes, along with people who have that same experience and love for it. and ah, oh, I'm really going to miss it.
2: <laughs> well, the good news is it's not over quite yet. Huh. We have a bunch of listener questions to answer. Oh good. <laughs> you know, well, shall we dive into them? Yes. Okay. First one is from Ty Pilot Dandy. You're yourself, but in a Star War at the end of the NJO War. Where do you end up to help rebuild the galaxies? Enemusakat, the Galactic Alliance, join the Jedi. Which ending called to you the most? Galactic Alliance for me.
1: Well, so... I'm wandering off with Jason, taking a vacation and checking out weird force
0: philosophies. Mm-hmm. If we're going total, like, wish fulfillment, I, I would like to be a Jedi. I'd like to continue to, you know, train to be a cool psychic warrior. I think the more realistic answer is that I don't feel like I have any, like, real-world talents that really help. Like, I write about pop culture and aerospace, so I'd probably be a Hollow Net reporter telling you all what Incom is up to during the war. I would know all about the new X-Wings. But... If I was able to get into a position where I could, like, help do something environmental, like, what animals can we save on Coruscant? You know, are things like hawk bats that were really common vermin endangered now? I'd like to save the hawk bats.
2: I support saving the hawk bats. Yes. They've got a good name. Uh, then we've got a couple questions from Diana. Uh, the first one is were there any moments you all had forgotten and were legit surprised about?
1: Uh, yes. I am positive that answer is yes. I know I have all sorts of little notes here and there about, wait, that happened?
0: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. For me, the funny thing about memory is that I'm now very unlikely to be able to remember what I had forgotten. So... I would have to listen back to really answer this question, but yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, cuz I... as I as I glance around in my notes, I feel like it takes a while. It takes a while for me to start actually having funny notes in the sidelines of, "Oh, I totally forgot that this happened at this point."
2: Yeah. I think I forgot about the torture in Star by Star, I, like it wasn't. I don't know. There was stuff where, like, I wasn't necessarily surprised, but I was like, "Oh, it was more of a,
0: oh yeah, this thing," or not just the torture, but like other other moments, or or sort of about not that things happened, but how drawn out they were. Mm, yeah. Yes,
1: there were definitely a lot of like the timeline is something that I really didn't remember, like in universe how long certain books take or how short certain books take that was a big thing I did not remember at all hmm. yeah cause like I kept thinking that more time had passed in some cases and kept forgetting how old the main characters were supposed to be and children,
2: I, I literal like children
1: it, I feel like it's because I'm that much older now Because when I first read this series, I was fairly close to their age, and then I'm looking back on all this, I'm just like, okay, wow.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that kind of connects to, do you mind if I skip to another question real quick? Go for it. So Nancy had asked, uh, favorite character, favorite book, favorite plot point? Um, When I was thinking about this, I think my favorite character overall was Tahiri, and that's partially because it's easy for me to project on her because she's like blonde and i can project on her as being like having the traits that i have and specifically um her story allow like the nature of her story allows me to project on her as being asexual and like that really makes me able to get into that character's mindset but that's also partially because she reads like a real child like she does have a love interest and we all know how that turns out but she's a bit younger than Jason and Jaina enough so that we see that they treat her differently from the older kids and such dramatic things happen to her in this book that she doesn't feel childish Either, but she does feel like she is a little bit separated from the solo kids, and for some reason that makes her a more accessible character to me. Because I'm like, because she's a side character, and I always like side characters. But she's one with a really great like plot for all the reasons that I've talked about for 21 episodes. <laughs> I
2: think my favorite character is still Jaina. Um, Just because you know teenage girl. I always did latch on to her the most. Her and Ka, but Ka didn't have nearly as big of a role in this one. Um, favorite book was probably the one with the wraiths.
0: I have I have a question for you about Jaina. Sure. Um, Because when I talk about Tahiri, I definitely just ignore all the stuff that happens to her in the later books. Like, just ignore them. Um, and think of her very much as like, she just belongs to this series. Do you mm-hmm. feel that way about Jaina too? Or when you think of her, is it like as a whole, as everything she was. I don't know. Okay.
2: Uh, I guess also because if I... I also strongly think about... My my connection with her started in the Young Jedi Knights. So if anything, that's the strongest point for me with Jaina. Um, that and the New Jedi Order. A lot of the stuff that comes later, I I just sigh... Um, I wish she had gotten more, but, and better.
0: But yeah, yes. no, I we're not doing BugCast.
2: Yeah, yes. we will never, ever do that. Uh That was also a question Diana asked, was when does the BugCast start? It's never. Look, I will not. If,
1: if there are any other ridiculous masochists who want to join me in Legacy of the Force, I am all in on that, and that's probably a bad plan, but I don't have enough common sense, so... <laughs>
2: <sighs> yeah, yeah, I don't drink anymore, so I can—I'll no- I- never be able to read the dr- the Darkness trilogy again. Sorry, what a shame.
1: Yeah, I do want to read the Darkness trilogy, but being that I really don't drink anymore, I don't know how well it'll go. So, wait—have you
2: ever have you ever read it before? Though, remind no. me. Okay, so here's I the thing: not. if you're gonna do Legacy of the Force, then you do have to read the Darkness trilogy at least once.
1: Well, looks like I know what I might assign myself up for because, again, I don't have a lot of common sense about some things. <laughs> so, yes, I'm looking for fellow sufferers to join me in this. I mean, what?
0: <laughs> but,
1: yes, answering back to before I get totally lost again, <laughs> going back to the favorite characters, Jason and Jaina, very much so. Because, yes, I identified a lot with Jaina being also a teenage girl. But I also identified a lot with Jason, being the overly thinky, overly analytical, questioning positively everything. And particularly in light of Legacy of the Force and so on, they both deserved a lot better, okay? <laughs> and yes, that is that is something I will probably never stop
2: arguing about.
0: Bria, you were saying um, favorite book? Oh, uh, the one with the wraiths.
2: Because I love Aaron Alston. I love the Wraiths. I can't remember which one of the Rebel stand enemy lines. Rebel Stand, Rebel Dream, something like that. Um, my favorite plot point is probably Ganner's Nunshall Pass.
0: Very good. Nunshall
1: Pass is pretty high up there.
0: I do think. Traitor stays on that list as uh as the top book. What about plot point? Oh right. Tahiri being shaped. Like it's it's it is what it is. I could go on forever about like what that means and I think I have before. <laughs> so I don't need to right now. <laughs>
2: Rocky, did you say yours yet?
1: Uh no. Ooh. Yeah, favorite book is definitely traitor. Definitely. Uh favorite plot point. Um. Ooh. None Shall pass is pretty is pretty high up there for me. Uh Jason and Vergere's conversation there on eBAC 9, where then Jason realizes, oh, he's talking to Berger's force ghost.
0: And mm.
1: like, alongside Jaina killing savangla like, a lot of the ending of Destiny's Way is some of my favorite. And also, Pellian's The Empire Will Always Strike Back.
2: <laughs> <Edgy>! Yes! Yes! <laughs> Stephanie's Way has a lot of good lines. Oh, because yes. I think that's also the one where Han goes off about the nostril palpatine, yes, right? Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> Han snark in general deserves some kind of prize throughout all of Star Wars. Yeah.
2: Megan, did you take over on questions?
0: <laughs> did I take over? I, I can. Congratulations. <laughs> you're in charge now. <laughs> Congratulations. Okay. Um, We're a committee. <laughs> let's see. Um, craziest right. plot point in all of the New Jedi Order. Nancy asks craziest plot point. That Darth guy with the many lightsabers who happened to be buried on Coruscant.
2: Nyax. Yes.
1: <laughs> Lord yeah. Nyax.
0: Oh, right, he wasn't even a Darth. I could not remember his name. I just knew he had lightsabers in his elbows on purpose.
2: Yeah, Lord Niax. I do, I love that Bukalaba man. That plot point is bonkers.
1: Yes, Um. I think this was Force Heretic 3 where we run into those those aliens. I know it's spelled like D-R-R-B-L-L-P, but for That's some
2: reason,
1: my brain has <laughs> decided it should be pronounced I'm not wrong.
0: (laughs) I had to explain... Oh, this is a fun story. I had to explain the burr to my mother the other day. Have I told you this? That my mother uses this word as a term of endearment? (laughs) What? (laughs) So, this is... This is true. This sounds fake, but it's true. Um, Ever since I was reading this book as a teenager... I must have told her this word, and she thought it was so funny and so weird, and she occasionally greets me by saying, hello, my burr true. and she does not know what it means, and she said it in front of my aunt the other day, this was like last Saturday, and my aunt was like, what? And mom goes, I don't know. It was just this word that she knows, and she thought, and like she thought it was cool, and like I don't know what George Lucas was talking about when he made this word, but I just say it now.
1: (laughs) And now now I'm imagining a whole bunch of Burbler like clinging to, clinging like floating around and clinging to things and waving their little cilia happily or whatever it is they have.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I, to me, whenever my mother says, like, you know, I mean, whenever anyone is like, we're going to attribute the Star Wars thing directly to George Lucas, I become John Mulaney with, we don't have time to unpack all that, but (laughs) I do find it cute. And um, she, and I was like, yeah, they're like space stingrays and I don't know. It's just our thing. (laughs) So that's true.
1: That is actually kind of adorable. It's totally adorable.
0: (laughs) I don't know where to go from there. Um, Did you say you're the craziest plot point, Bria? Um,
2: I mean, I feel like I can't think of anything else besides
0: Nyax right now. Like that. Okay, that's pretty up there. (laughs) Yes. So Nancy asks, are there any new Jedi Order books about certain characters you wish we'd gotten? So. I do wish there was more of Jaina just being a pilot and being friends with characters like Annie Capstan or Alima. Just like a Jaina book that was a bit more of a straightforward adventure rather than the angst fest that was Dark Journey, which was like also good, but it was an angst fest. Um, and maybe something from the Yusan Vong perspective, like completely from their perspective. But I think that would have been extremely unlikely. Like, that would have been really too niche, like, drilling down too far. I think the only possible equivalent of that would be if the New Jedi Order was the movies. Because then you get things like Thrawn is, like, the Empire point of view. And there are so many books about Thrawn. But that's not what the New Jedi Order is. It's already a spinoff. And you're not then going to have, like, another spinoff of that. That's just about the villains. It's just very unlikely. So I don't. It's not like I think. That should have happened per se. But I would have read it if it did.
2: I always want more books about pilots. And I wish we had gotten more of Tenelca than we did.
1: I desperately wanted like a Tenelka book somewhere in there. Because there is so much potential. And I would have loved like a Jaina book. Where she gets to really be a pilot. Kind of kind of along the lines of the X-Wing series within within all of this. I mean that could have even made for a good short story collection. But I definitely agree more Tenelka. I would also read more Nenyum, but I have
0: a soft spot yes. for her also. Always. Oh man. You
2: we too. Could a... no
0: <laughs> I know.
1: We could have yes. a tales
0: from the new Jedi Order and it would just yes. be all of these.
1: Yes, yes, I would love that.
0: Quick,
2: call (laughs) Delray.
1: Wait, how do we Villop call?
0: Oh, all right.
1: (laughs) Yes, hi, I'm trying to push the buttons on the Villap to make a call, but it's eating my finger instead.
0: It's making (laughs) squishing sounds. Not sure what to do with that. Sorry.
1: might be the busy tone. Hard to tell. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hang on. I'm going to lean away from the mic for this. Somebody's like, I need to put you on hold. And then in in the distance, you just hear... Oh, my God.
1: Sorry, we dropped the call. The Villap (laughs) ran away.
0: So... what? So, Odie asks about fan casting. What were your fan casts back in the day... And if you were to cast the New Jedi Order today, what current actors would you include? Bonus if you cast sequel trilogy or TV show actors.
2: I'm so bad at these. I I know.
0: I I have never been good at this other than my, like, interest in... And I feel like it's fitting to have Adam Driver as Kip Duran. When I cast, I'm always, like, oh, like, what are actors that I think have interesting faces and where can I shoehorn them in? So I end up with, like, where can we put Natalie Dormer? Like, maybe Ooh, she could be everywhere. quad and quad. Um, y- yeah, yeah. Um, that- or like- yes,
1: yes, thank you for completing that for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or, um... The only one of my fan casts that I remember from like way back in the day was for some reason I liked the idea of Carl Urban as Kip Duron. It doesn't work now, but like there was some picture I saw of him of like, "Huh, this is good." And that's all I recall.
1: The fan casting that I have had in mind for Jaina basically since I first read the new Jedi Order was Winona Ryder from like Bram Stoker's Dracula era. Like that's been my mental image of Jaina for a good long while.
0: Hmm. So Odie had a suggestion that I really liked, which I believe I'm gonna scroll through and see if this is um, correct right now. But I believe it was Idris Elba as Talon Card, which is just just genius. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Let's see if I actually got that right. I think you did. Odie sent us many suggestions and they... Oh, and yes. weird. Yes. He made a spreadsheet. I told yes. him that
2: if he cast Adam Driver as Ben Skywalker, we were going to have words. Um, <laughs> thankfully, yes. he did not. Um, <sighs> so I don't actually... I don't particularly dig Adam Driver as either Jason or Kip. Um, if I have to pick a sequel trilogy actor to be Kip Duran... I kind of like the idea of Oscar Isaac.
1: Oscar Isaac is a lot closer to what my brain imagined Ganner.
2: Ooh, Never I'll, there you go.
1: Yeah. Like that's a connection I like just made tonight basically, but ta-da.
2: Yeah. And then I feel like the easy, if we're just doing sequel trilogy actors, the easy response for Jaina is Daisy Ridley, but she's too tall. Because Jaina is a small bean, and Daisy Ridley is my height, so the other easy answer is Billy Lord. Hmm. Yeah, even though I, I don't think she would necessarily be a good fit acting wise, but it's the cheap answer.
0: I Billie think Billy Lord that's actually
1: a, fits really well with like my mental answer. image. Yeah.
2: The Billie problem Lord, is,
1: yeah, sorry. Like but I keep problem- seeing Billy Lord as Tahiri for some reason.
2: That actually is a better fit, I think. Um, But part of the problem is that, and this is a good problem to have for the sequel trilogy because it's not a problem at all, is the sequel trilogy is so racially diverse and the New Jedi Order was not. (laughs) It is an
1: excellent problem to have and it does make me so very happy, especially after this reread where I feel like I'm a lot more in tune with that.
2: Yeah, but I'm just Mm -hmm. looking at all these actors and I'm like, I don't really know where to put you because technically the NJO was just filled with a whole bunch of white people. So yeah. I'm bad at fan casting. I really am. Unless I do something like we did at the cast where we're like, okay, take all of Star Wars and make it Asian, damn it.
0: Then <laughs> you get the rare, like, I always pictured Bindi Drayson as, um, like Southeast Asian. Huh. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, yeah, that's just, like, yeah. how I pictured her. I, so Idris Elba was not on Odie's list, so I'm oh. not sure. But I also don't think I made that up, so, like, apologies and shout-out to the fan that said that one time, and then then it stuck in my brain. It got brought up in the Slack. Oh, it did. Okay. So, I think... Rage content is me going, I'm pretty sure one of you said this, and I... Totally don't remember which one, so I apologize for that. Never mind, <laughs> it didn't get brought up in the Slack, I lied. Well, um... Oh, we- one of our
2: listeners did say Oscar Oscar as, uh, as Ganner is amazing, ditto for Kip. And I swear I don't remember reading that, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad other people agree with me that Oscar Isaac matches very well with my brain's image for Ganner.
2: I'm just trying to figure out who Gwendolyn Christie would be good as. Oh, man... Cop. Hmm. no because hmm. i i always <laughs> liked the idea of it of title cop being a
0: biracial person of color this is the thing too yes. where the njo was definitely part of that um the star wars era i don't necessarily think we're out of this era but it's better now where most of the women were, defi- were described as slender and, like, conventionally beautiful. Not all of them, but most of them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And more of them are short. Like, honestly, Jaina's height for Legends canon was absurd. I don't even think she was five foot.
0: You know yeah. what? That's valid of her. She joins Carrie Fisher and I. Yeah. Yeah. She but was But, yeah, tiny. no, that does leave me um, wondering... Oh, Gwendolyn Christie could play a Yusan Bong. Yeah, but. But we want to see her face. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Also, I'm just trying to
2: think of who would be a good Corin in that time frame.
0: Hmm, because Corin in that time frame is a little older, a little more respectable. He's a dad. He was just very, very tired. How <laughs> um, do you kept... feel about like Chris Evans' Corin Horn? <laughs> Maybe with a
2: beard. I feel like he's a little bit young, but okay. Yeah, I was definitely work.
0: picturing beard beard cap. Yeah, yes. I don't hate that for I Jedi Corin, because that's the thing too. Because he can do like kind of he can be an egotistical hero type, and then he can mellow into the dad hero. Yeah. Uh,
2: I I really am stuck on the Corin thing though. That's gonna bother me. I don't know why specifically corn is what I'm stuck on, but it's going to.
0: you feel like you have somebody in mind, but it's like just on the tip of your tongue? Not quite the tip. Maybe like the middle.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Because you got to get like a middle-aged actor who's handsome and who can do, who can pull off the whole, uh, oh my god, these children. Why am I babysitting?
1: Like, I'm too old and grumpy to have to deal with babysitting all these children.
2: I'm like I'm currently going through like
0: MCU actors in my head for some reason. See, I don't know. My my favorite like grumpy character actor is Lance Reddick, who's mostly in video games and plays a really good done with all of this like mentor type person. Um he's a he's black, so we would do we would switch that, but is he in french yes ah okay but i don't think i don't know see i haven't really seen him in much he's been in a couple video games recently that i've liked but i don't know what he was i i don't know that he'd be good for younger corin he when you say grumpy like but charming about it he's just the first person that comes to mind you know i'm
2: gonna think of this in like an hour
1: of course yes i know i'm totally gonna have a whole bunch of other good ideas for NJO fan casting in an hour,
0: or when I know, I'm in the shower, I, also,
1: I have all I'm, my good ideas when I'm driving or in the shower. So,
0: yeah, I'm like very much a child of the franchises. So I immediately go to like, okay, who was in Lord of the Rings? Who was in Marvel? Peter yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mortensen as Cornhorn Horn.
2: <laughs> hmm.
0: Sean Bean. I just
2: watched Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> Sean Bean Aww. is a very very tired. Aww. Corn Horn.
0: Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> I got nothing, guys.
0: <laughs> this is we—you've stumped us. Like we're just gonna end with—we don't know how to cast anything, but we tried our best. Yeah, we skipped yes. one question though. Oh, which
2: one? Uh, aside from what we got in Mercy Kill, what story is doing with the aftermath of these and Vong evasion Do you wish we had gotten?
0: Oh yes, thank you.
2: My answer is Mercy Kill, the sequel, and the sequel to the sequel of Mercy Kill.
0: I think more about the reforming of Coruscant, the, like, re-terraforming, more about Seco. anything other than bug wars and more Skywalker family drama.
1: I would have loved the continuing story of Zanamasekot, definitely. And, like, the moving back into Coruscant, what's it like taking back the planet and moving back in and what do you do when the thing bouncing around on your balcony making noise late at night is some sort of Yuzhambong? maybe yes! it's a plant maybe like... it's an animal but it won't shut up and it's three in the morning
0: <laughs> yeah like slice of life invasive yes. species stuff
1: see njo rebuilding short story series
0: that'll be cool one,
1: this one's gonna have to go on the fanfic list
0: that's the fanfic i wrote when i was 14 <laughs> it wasn't very long and it wasn't done But I sure did write it
2: The only other one I could think of Would be more about And I can't remember what the kid's name was It was like Tark or Dab or something um, The one who Vicky Sesh Got because he was a dead ringer For Tiny Anakin so- Solo Yes yes. Just like what happens to him next That'd be fun But mostly another X-Wing book Because I know what I'm about
0: NJO, Alphabet Squadron crossover, where everyone's dismal all the time. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. That's too dismal, Megan. Yeah, that would be really heavy, I gotta say. Yes, but I feel like it would fit in very well. I have... I this now we really are just getting into my like fanfic brainstorming. I've wondered about how I would hang a plot on that because it's basically the same. To a degree, it's this; it'd be the same story because it would be probably um, the you know the squad versus the Yusun Vong. You'd have to shift the timeline into the future a little bit. Or have it take place, even if it was at the beginning of the war, you'd have to shift the timeline a little bit. And it would be like them dealing with their issues. And also they happen to be fighting these people. Because we don't get to meet Shadow Wing a lot in the first Alphabet Squadron book. We're going get, to get more of them in Shadowfall. But for now, it's just like, they could be fighting anybody. So it'd be pretty much the same, which I think is why I haven't actually written that yet.
2: That'd be fun, though. You should write it. I support yes. you writing this.
0: Yes. I need yes. prompts and like more specific things, but I do want to write that. Kairos oh, could yeah. be a useful Vong.
2: You have several hours more back to your month now that the Vong cast is ending. So <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. I think that's the end of the questions.
0: That is the end of the questions.
2: Which oh. means that unless we would like to get sappy again, I, I... Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I do think... I. Uh, even i feel like we have done enough navel gazing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that's my character arc for this for this episode um, <laughs> thank uh, thank you to everybody for bearing with us all of our goofiness and hesitation and enthusiasm and the whole the whole thing what megan said yes <laughs> <laughs> Rocky, you get the uh, ceremonial duties of 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 signing us off for the last oh, no, time. No. <laughs> have, you, have you prepared the sacrificial creatures? Everyone Wait, must we... give an arm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we didn't talk about this at
2: Comic Con. Oh, <laughs> uh, whoops! Did I not tell you. That's how the Voncast works. <laughs> Wait, I thought hour? we had a finger. Fine.
1: <laughs> Look, we didn't necessarily say it had to be ours. Wait. Wait, do I Um, get like a shaper hand after this?
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's. I'm gonna get a shaper hand, like maybe. I'm still mad about the comics at not uh, for not giving the shapers tentacles and weird hands. But yes. What if? Listen, I'm just mad they didn't get another mandibles. (laughs) (laughs) And so we end as we began.
1: Okay, I'll put on my nice tentacled hat now. Do we get at least those as souvenirs or something? Yeah. <sighs> All right, Move where do we it. find everyone on social media?
2: Uh, I'm on Twitter at Chaos Bria, where I haven't been tweeting about Dragon Age as much lately, but that'll inevitably change.
0: So I'm on Twitter, at BlogFullOfWords. I also have a Patreon myself now, which is also patreon.com slash words. So if you want more uh, content and fiction, not fan fiction, but original fiction, and um, sort of Star Wars pieces that I haven't managed to to write before, and now this will give me some time and money to write them, I uh, have that now. So... I don't know how to end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I am also on Twitter as Lady Darth Kytus. Follow me for adventures in professionally wrangling cars and whatever fandom things come to mind and anything else that strikes my fancy. All right, I'll be serious for like three seconds and do the final outro. This podcast is distributed as a part of the Tashi Station Network. If you like what you hear, you can support the network on Patreon. Thanks for listening, tweeting with all of us, with Vongcast hashtag, and yes, if you come up with more questions, thoughts, ideas, castings, seriously, tweet it at us. And we hope you had as much fun and feelings as we all did. Thank you.